With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Zoom. There's nothing like meeting face-to-face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. And connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom. When you use Zoom, every day is a little better. That's a pretty great thought if you think about it. We're talking about Zoom Video Communications with the web's best-reviewed video conference service. It's used by millions to meet one-on-one or hundreds at a time. That's pretty mind-boggling. Zoom Video Conferencing lets you connect face-to-face with anyone across town or across the world with flawless video, clear audio, and instant sharing of files, video, anything. And you can connect through any device, desktop, laptop, tablet, smartphone, conference room system, I could just keep going on. Look, everyone, if you're not using Zoom video communications, the only question we have is why not? Why not? We'll make it super easy for you. Just visit Zoom online and set up a free account today. You can try the most affordable and most reliable video communication solution on the market. So meet happy with Zoom. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, it's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. And somehow we got Remy in the building. Hey. I know, we've been waiting somehow. for Somehow? We've been waiting. <laughs> Why would you start off with somehow? Because I don't... If I had not told you from day one that you, I was You have, you have. I say somehow because we only shoot once a week, and so between shooting once a week... Moving all around, mm-hmm. you're busy, us back and forth to New York. We finally got you. Mm-hmm. And you're an important part. Like, you've been an important conversation we've been wanting to have. <laughs> uh, somehow. <laughs> somehow. I'm just going to just ignore the 10 million texts we have back and forth. Okay. No, somehow. not somehow as in I you didn't want to. I down on this block, no, up the it, elevator. We just caught you down chair. the street at Starbucks. Right. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you're an, you're you're an important part of hip-hop. <laughs> Thank you. You've been a really... Um, this has been an organic process because, you know, like for a lot of people, especially in this city, it's very transactional. So I don't ever know mm-hmm. what's real or what's not. But this has been a very organic, real process. And, you know, we have a lot of respect for you. So I'm glad that you made Thank it. You. I'm glad. I'm glad. that From the new This Time Tomorrow podcast, available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us as we explore a future full of possibilities in the age of 5G. Let's imagine a situation where every automobile has got 5G connectivity inside. You're driving and you slam on the brake because there's something else that's right in front of you. Today, the only way that everyone else knows that you slammed on the brake is maybe the person behind you saw a red light. Well, instead, now you slam on the brake and the wireless message is sent out to all the vehicles around it. And they all know that you braked on it. So now you start seeing safety uh, features come up as a part of this uh, wireless communications. This Time Tomorrow is presented by T-Mobile for Business. Today, T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with $30 billion invested in an advanced network designed to deliver the breadth of mobility we need. Business is changing. 
Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. Hey. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, you're here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We could say what you were here for. Yeah, I was here for the Revolt Summit. Mm-hmm. I work with Revolt um, on State of the Culture. And I also, besides doing that, I just started my own podcast called Real Talk with Remy. So I stayed longer than everyone else because I was taping that. And (laughs) I happened to have the honor. It it wasn't a somehow. I had the honor (laughs) of, you know, interviewing you as one of my guests, which was one of my my favorites this weekend. That That was fun. It was was very fun. Can you tell anybody, can you tell us who else you had on as a guest? Um, Well, I had him Mm -hmm. and I had um, Angelica from The Shade Room. Angie. Mm -hmm. They were on the same... um, um, the same topic. Mm-hmm. I also had um, Eric Bellinger and his wife. Lamaya. Uh, Lamaya was nice. there. Yeah. But I brought my husband on, on that episode. Mm-hmm. We so it was a real, couples. We were talking a lot of couples, marriage, black love. I think that was interesting. I did um, I did Al Harrington and Van Lathan. Nice. Ah. Together. And it was so, so powerful. I, I cannot wait for people to hear the episode. We talked a lot about um, prescription drugs and the opioid epidemic that's yeah. going on right now. And it I was heard it got personal. Very, very. So far, I I did six. Um, I did six pods this weekend, and oh, was working, wow, working. yeah, out working. of two of them, I, I got two two of them left in tears. So I say two tears. <laughs> I was six. I was like, whoa, I I, I got to prepare for this. I'm not what, like a person you, you cry. You cry? Right? No, 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 no. Jason, was it Jason? There, there, no, it wasn't Jason. <laughs> I, I wasn't crying. No, I didn't cry. There were no sorry. tears, but I will tell you. So when Remy texted me, and she said. I want you to come on my podcast. I said, okay, cool. She said, it's called Real with Remy. I go, I've seen her on State of the Culture. Mm-hmm. I know Remy Ma. I'm like, okay, who, 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 you know, who else on there? And they said, well, Angie from the Shea Room. So me and Angie, I text her and said, we got to get on a call. <laughs> we get on a conference call. we like, all right. So she's like, do you know what we're walking into? I'm like, no, but Remy don't do the stunt. She's not with the whole stunt shit. So whatever it is, right. it's going to be real. Yeah. You know, I've never done an interview with another person who owns a, a platform. Wow. Never. First time. What? Because that could go left. It definitely. Well, I mean, in my, in my opinion, she was kind of stunned on you a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. She was pulling rank like, well, we are the shade room. You know, no, what's going on? Jason, you know where you fit in the scheme of things. Jason was like, not yet. Not yet. Like, he was holding yeah, That's okay. She's going to ride around in L.A. and listen to this plane in her think, car as everybody else will across the country. So God was, bless her. It was, it was a very, it was very informative yeah. um after you left we were actually talking about you know just different black uh, media platforms and and how we have the power to to turn them into bigger mm-hmm. platforms than they are mm-hmm. and instead of trying to validate ourselves as celebrities and whatever's going on at other mm-hmm. you know other mm-hmm. Stations and, and people, you know, with the with the three letters that people always run over to and act like everything they say is gold. So I was like, imagine if every celebrity was like they're only giving the exclusives to like the Shade Room or Hollywood Unlocked or Ball or Alert, like that, yeah. or Ball Alert. Yeah. It would it would definitely change the narrative of who's credible and who's mm-hmm. validated. And it was on so and so, so I know it's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a long talk about that <laughs> afterward, and we're gonna talk again. But no, but it's good that you're doing that because we're all talking. Mm-hmm. We're all talking about controlling the narrative and mm-hmm. con- and taking back. You know, I did this whole Black Brands Matter thing when I, you know, went on a tirade against uh, NAACP and TV One because of how they treat black journalists. And I said, you know, 
it's it's interesting because I never have done a red carpet because I just would not handle rejection. Well, if somebody walked past me, I would call yeah. them out right yeah, there. Yeah, I feel some type of way. So, bitch, you just gonna walk by? <laughs> you don't see me standing here with my makeup on? I would. You would. There was a minute where I said to my. There's a minute. There's a. Bitch, you see me standing. I came all the way out today. So you think I'm just standing here with a microphone for nothing? That's what you think. So I never did the. Red, I've never done a red carpet. <laughs> like, I can't. I wouldn't recommend it. No, you know? it's. I don't have the temper. Because then you gonna run into somebody like, yeah, bitch, I will pass you. That's why. <laughs> now what are we what are we doing? Yeah. What happens then? That's then a fight on the red carpet. Now that's that, the black carpet. Now that's a story. Well, right. how, how has that transition been from being an artist now being on the media side? Because you're usually the one always being interviewed and mm-hmm. you know coming um, you know in what? to talk to people. I think, in my personal opinion, I think good good artists, good artists who are articulate, who are not the typical artists that people think. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, let me say, because it's the whack ones. I think whack artists they're not really smart, but the good ones, they're usually articulate. They're mm-hmm. usually very smart. They're witty. They're mm-hmm. funny. And we've been asked questions our whole career. So we know which ones people are tired of hearing. Mm-hmm. Which ones that kind of get to where you're trying to get to. Because when you go in there, be like, God, I hope they don't ask me about this and this and that. Or I hope I don't have to answer this question for the million times. So normally, in my opinion, if you're a good artist and you make that crossover, they usually make really good journalists or media outlets because they they you're have trained. experience. Yeah. Yeah. On, on site experience from mm-hmm. being... You, you don't know how many times I'll... Especially on a radio run and you're doing radio after radio and interview and you get this. So how is it being a new mom? So you and Pat Poosh have black love. Like, I don't want to... You can use... You Googled me and you saw the answer <laughs> yeah. to that. So why are you asking me that again? Just in case everybody understand. can hear, we have your namesake yes, in the building. My baby's in the background. Yes, and your husband is here. And my here. husband is there, too. Yeah. She, we, we're testing nannies right now. Mm, that's interesting. It's it's it's. I watch my I watch one of my best friends go through that, and she is just she's not with the, the shit. She's not jacking her yeah. like, at all, Perry. I feel bad because she's trying so hard. She be sweating, breathing hard. <laughs> And my daughter's just like, no, I don't want you. Who are you? Where'd you come from, lady? But but it's one thing when you're an artist and you've done a lot of interviews. I will tell you the one downside to having this show, I mean, syndication's great. We're Mm -hmm. everywhere now and we're Mm -hmm. getting great conversations. But, like, that radio run thing, the fear I have is they've already had this conversation a thousand times. So we're trying to figure out what we want to talk about, which is why when we did this show, I said, look, I'm not a... A librarian of hip hop, but mm-hmm. I love people, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. just try to figure out who the person is and follow, you know, what whatever they want to talk well, about. Well, it's easier now because now the consumer they don't want to just hear about your music anyway, mm-hmm. or your movie, or whatever it is you're promoting, depending on the type of artist or celebrity that you are. They want to know about the intimate details. They want to know why is your baby in the studio crying in the background? <laughs> oh, because she's trying out a nanny, nanny's downstairs, and your daughter don't like her. Like they want to <laughs> hear these things as opposed to. You know, I'm Damn, still that nanny my... might be listening. Now too. She knows she don't like her. She's I mean, the nanny didn't do nothing wrong. This baby like, don't like her. her. She's 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 ten months and she's only been with mommy and daddy her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel breastfeeding plays a part. And oh she's yeah, super super attached to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she does it sometimes with, with her dad. And he's like, oh, like really? You don't want me now? Then I'll come over there. He'll come. She'll come to me, but still be smiling at him. And he's like, nah, we're not cool no more. Like, <laughs> but but going thing. from being an artist who's media trained and knows how to handle the media to getting on a platform like State of the Culture where you're actually saying what you think and feel. Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. different because you... Especially about other well, artists too well, yeah, and other people. Yeah, and no, because even though I've 
I come from an era where it was mandatory as an artist. You had to have media training. Mm-hmm. You had they, they sent you through artist development mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But I've always said how I felt and spoke how I wanted to speak because I never wanted to be that artist that's like, all right, I'm going to hear Hollywood Unlocked, Jason, and Damage, and listen, let me turn into Remy Ma. Like, mm-hmm. no, because you're going to catch me in an off day and it's going to be all bad. I'm like, damn, yeah, she yeah. wasn't like that. I'm, no, I want to always be as authentic to myself as I possibly can. And as an artist, when you say how, how you feel, it's it's not because the fans deserve it. It's just That's just because you how you feel. Some people are afraid to say how they really feel with it because we live in this quote unquote cancel culture, the, the you know the the phrase of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you say the wrong thing, then I so they try to put on this image to make it seem like one thing. But I'm not. I don't feel like you deserve anything. All you deserve is if I'm doing music, that's all you deserve is the music that I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. Pay for album. That's all you deserve to get. If you're coming to watch me on say the culture, all you deserve is whatever I'm giving you on that topic. I don't owe anybody. Anything. There's no, show me in black and white where you read. It was like, if you ever see me in person, I owe you pictures to take with you. Because I tell people no on pictures all the time. No. <laughs> I'm in Target right now. <laughs> and I am focused on filling up two carts. I'm not taking no pictures right now. But, be, but or, between like, the deodorant and toothpaste, you could take a picture. I don't have to, though. Mm-mm. But, but, don't, I, don't, don't but I don't feel, have to. Don't no, you feel I don't feel obligated? obligated. No. I, that, that's no, amazing. Because a not. lot of people do feel obligated. And they're catching you at a time where it's just like, I don't want to be who you expect me to be. You know I don't what I'm saying I, this is not what I want to do yeah. right now. But I'm in Target. <laughs> now if we're backstage or we're at the Revolt Summit mm-hmm. or you just have and I'm or you we could be in the airport and I'm in a good mood then fine. But if I'm not if I look crazy, my hair's not done, mm-hmm. my makeup's not done, my lips is cracking, I have on slippers. <laughs> well, I'm but, from the Bronx. You know we're known to have on pajamas and a pair of you Jordans. You ain't going you are <laughs> no. not going to Target like that. I do. Are you dumb? Why you never not? see me in Target. That's why. <laughs> you pull up with slippers I, and No, nah, I be having on my Jordans. You be feeling good. My pajama, pajama pants, pants yeah. and my t-shirt. <laughs> And but I may or may your... not I may or may not have a wig on. <laughs> I have hair, so I'm not really pressed about it. But I may or may not have a um, and that's it. I'm not I'm not one of those people. I don't ever like I said, I don't ever want to feel like, okay, I'm going to Target. <coughs> Makeup artist, can you come over? Hair person, yeah, yeah. can you come mm-hmm. over? Let me look at my closet to that's go to Target. Much. I'm not doing all I can't get into my Target bag dressed like that. <laughs> but I, I, can't. I was talking to some people at the summer trying to give them some information on how to network. And I'm like, do you want the picture or you want the conversation? Like they you gotta pick one. I'm like, you no. gotta pick one. Like, don't be walking up with your camera because everybody's not ready to take pictures well, all day. Well, I had somebody today say, she said, I'm a huge fan. Can I have a hug? And I said, No, I don't hug. But that, I yeah, don't that's hug. intimate. Well, no, I just think somebody gonna put me in a headlock, I'm gonna be fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> want you to Yeah, I don't but do hugs. That's that's just dirty too. Like some people like I'm <laughs> people be having skin diseases, all type of wishes. Like, I'm not gonna lie. People I've had someone get offended before because they see me and they wanna shake my hand. But I have my I, I'm with my child or whatever. <laughs> I have to yeah. touch my hand. I'm not touching your hand. Like I'll be around my husband all day. I know where hands be. Well, and you got a like, little, and you got a little kid too. His you know? pants, my pants. <laughs> all type of shit. Like, you know, like, like no, get out of here. I'm wait, not. I'm not with it. Wait. So, so with state of the culture, have you have you gotten into trouble for anything you've said yet? Um. It depends what you consider to get into. Have I gotten arrested? No. That's what I consider getting into trouble. No. But um, I've definitely made the headlines. Oh, Remy says she supports this. Or Remy does this. Or Remy feels like... But most of the time, they're dead-ass wrong because they'll take one little snippet. Piece of the clip. And not. I can tell they didn't listen to the whole conversation or the whole show. And they take what they want. 
But there's some people that they just feel like you can't feel a certain way. I don't feel that's how you feel. If that's how you feel about that situation, then fine. You can't tell me how to feel about any particular instance or situation. That's how I felt. I'm not telling you that's what you should do. I get a lot of flack because they feel like I I always take the guy side and, you know, whatever situation is. Yeah, that's that's one of the last things that I saw from State of the Culture was you going <laughs> head-to-head with Ebony. Um, it was about uh, snitching. Oh, yeah, sure. And, <laughs> and you you literally looked like you wanted to say, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. I felt, I felt... Not that she's an idiot, because she's very yeah, intelligent. Yeah, she is. She's very smart. But yes. what, I, what I felt was, because she was explaining... After we talked again, because a lot of you have to keep in mind, say the culture is super edited. We sit there for four hours talking. Mm-hmm. You guys oh, get wow. about an hour show. Yes, mm-hmm. we sit there a long time, and they edit it. So what Ebony was pretty much saying about snitching is that it happens. Mm-hmm. Her being a lawyer, you'll be surprised how mm-hmm. much people really do it. And me having people that I know that work in law enforcement, I know a lot of people do it. It's mm-hmm. it's actually how some people in the streets, they make a living mm-hmm. off of snitching. You yeah. can get paid money yeah, off of snitching. Yeah, yeah. So when she was telling them, she was like, you know, I'm just telling people, like, if you're going to do it, once you get to that point, there's a way to do it and there's a way to go about it. And I just feel, and it has nothing to do about me being street or hood or ghetto or anything else. It's about morals and principles. Mm-hmm. If you're in Involved in a crime with someone else and what makes your freedom or your life or anything more valuable to where you can go in and say, okay, I'll tell you this about person A, B, and C that you guys are not even, don't, don't even have fear in custody. Yeah. <laughs> and in exchange for that, forgive all my crimes that I did mm-hmm. and take them instead. To me, that's crazy. One, it's, it's, a, it's a joke and it, it shows how much of a joke the justice system is because you can commit as many crimes as you want mm-hmm. as long as you're giving them the people they want or yeah. more people that they feel are more important than you. You will be exempt from those crimes or excused of those crimes and let off with lesser time or no time at all and someone else will in turn you know, suffer the consequences as long as you're testifying against them. And also, I feel like it sets a precedent to where it's not teaching these kids to say, hey, she's saying, like, yeah, it's teaching them, hell, you don't want to go in jail. You don't have to the, deal with the, this. Like don't this do is the, the crime. New, yeah. No, I feel like it's teaching them. I could go out here. I do could be I involved in organized yeah. crime, pay for guns. And get a get, get out of jail free card. And then when they catch me, this is how send everybody it. else in, and I'm going to still be good. To me, that's what it seems like it's teaching but th- them. This is what, okay, this is what I loved about I could not wait. When I saw them posted, we could not wait to post it on Hollywood Unlock because... I go all the way back to where I come from, and my brothers, my brother who passed away, whose story you see on Love and Hip Hop this season, mm-hmm. I remember when I said, I really want to be like you. I want the cars. I want the money. I don't want the girls. <laughs> I want everything else. He said, okay, cool. Go sell dope. And he gave me an eight ball, and I went to go, he gave me oh, an eight God. ball and a gun, and I went to go sell dope. <laughs> he lost eight ball. It was hard, wasn't it? It was hard, wasn't it? I'm negotiating with the crackhead. They're like, I'm going to bring it back. I'm like, okay, is. bring it back. <laughs> you know? It's rule number Fucked one. off all the work. Called them like, yo, come get me. The police chased me. I got asthma. I realized it wasn't for me. It's hard. What? Yeah, they be, they make it seem easy, There's right? mathematics. There's all types of shit. Environment, time of the day. But, but I realized, but I realized, with. but I realized this is not for me. Bruh. I'm with all the shit, but I don't want to go to prison behind some shit that I, do, I shouldn't be right. doing anyway. And he put me in school. But I say all that to say, I feel like nowadays people just want to get to the success of where you are or where we are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Without putting in the work. Without putting in the work and they want Nobody. the fast way, but don't want the consequences and Absolutely. now I feel like with 6 9 I feel like now 
like the conversation I'm hearing is just so crazy. Mm-hmm. It is not where I come from. It is not the code that people I know live by. But it's the code that you'll be surprised it's how many people live by those codes. And it, and it's crazy. still today. Still today, oh, mostly yeah. it's. I, I used to think, oh, I used to catch myself saying, it's this new generation or these new people. People that I thought, if you would ask me maybe six months ago, was the realest dudes, mm-hmm. realest chicks that I've ever met. In my, they would never are doing some of the most janky ass boy, shit. clown ass, disloyal, snitch, rat, weird, wacky. Like, I could name it so many different movements because the era that we're in accepts anything. Everybody has a lane. Well, it, I would do it too. They were sleeping with his baby mother. Or I would do it yeah, too. Because they were extorting his money. Like, there's an excuse for everything. Mm-hmm. And people tend to excuse heart, anything that they feel is um, that they can't live up to. Mm-hmm. Anything that they feel they can't live up to. The reason why I feel like we got such a, a low level entry of. Rap rappers and rap music now because it's hard to do what the Jay Z's and the Little Wayne's and the you know Eminem's of the world were doing. Nice. So mm-hmm. if we exactly and they're not so you know what we're gonna make the new standard here. Yeah. And this way everybody you know all of us we we could qualify because if it's some if it's this I'm never gonna achieve that. Mm-hmm. The same way when it comes to you know certain levels of journalism, if I can just say anything whether it's true. Not true lies. I could make us, and I'm gonna still get traction. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna be good because if I have to stand up to these standards, where I have to make sure that it's um, verified, I have to make sure that I have the receipts and I can back it up. I really can't fit in with the rest of those crew. But who's the gatekeeper of the standard now? You there, know, there are no gatekeepers. The fans. No, there there are no gatekeepers. No, I'm talking about the yeah. fans. Everybody. They, no, no, they. Everybody no, no, they they're, want. They're, anybody with a phone is a gatekeeper. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, anybody with internet I'm, access. I'm, is a I'm saying, who's the gatekeeper of the code of the standard? Who's that, the morality police? Who? None. There, there is where, no. Where, I'm trying to tell we're you, it's the fan. if you entertain somebody, no matter how dumb or fucked up you're doing something, people are going to ride with it. But they're mm-hmm. only going to ride with it for a certain amount of time, and people aren't understanding that point. There's only a certain window that you're going to be able to get this fuck shit off. Mm-hmm. Now you can make us laugh at all the bullshit you're doing. You can do all the boot gang, whatever. But after a while, we're gonna be on to the next thing. And now you're out here still looking like an idiot in your real life. But that, mm-hmm. but that's why I look at the longevity of your career and being able to have gone exactly. through some of the trials you've gone through. Go go away for a long time. That some a people nowadays couldn't. You can't. That was a lifetime in like entertainment. People, like years. people with Instagram now, you go away for thirty days. We forgot about you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I look at like someone like you or even Fat Joe, who we had up here, who just exudes like an energy that you don't get really anymore. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like living in this in this era now where... It's weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, this is Revenge of the Nerds. Like, <laughs> this is where the people who normally are not the, you know, popular people, they're taking over. Mm-hmm. It was a time where you had to be an artist. You had to be someone who had a name of such before you could say something, before you could even be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who has access to the internet, to a pod, to anything, they could DM something and put it out there and it can go anywhere. I've seen instances where A-list celebrities get accused of whatever it may be mm-hmm. by a random schmandom in the club. And everyone's like, well, she said he did this and this. He needs to respond. If we, if he doesn't respond. And I'm sitting here like, say, for instance, let me think of something. Mm, like a, like a no. Drake. Oh, yeah. Remember what? I think it was Drake. And some girl had just came out. And she, she was like, anything. yeah, um, um, either he had a kid by me or he 
proposition me wrong. It was mm. something that she had said. And everyone was like, well, he's not responding. He needs to respond. Why? Who is this mm-hmm. chick? Where'd she come from? Mm-hmm. Like, but it was a point where you could not just, no one cared. Or if your father or if your cousin or something like, oh, we spoke to so-and-so's sister. And they said, who? Nobody wants to talk to Remy, my sister. Now, like, you have to be careful what you say because there are people that want to talk to your family members, that wants to talk to the drunk uncle, that mm-hmm. wants to talk, talk to the crackhead aunt and feel like they got some valid information inside Scoop. So I feel like the, the level that is so low for people to just get in, whether it's with music, whether it's with journalism, whether it's with even cre- people are creating movies on their phones. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need budgets for anything. There's, it doesn't take anything. Well, to there's create. no privacy for like, sure. You don't that as well. <laughs> like I feel that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like they need to make some type of law. I think when I'm walking and I see someone doing this to me, I, I feel harassed. <laughs> I feel it's an evasion of my I privacy. I think that too, though. Like, I'm, I'm well, you, and, and if you smack them, you're going to jail and you gave somebody a yeah, Hollywood on my story. you can't take story. their phone. They're going to say you, <laughs> you robbed them if you take their phone, but, but they can put their phone but, all in no, the face. I'll give you an example. ASAP Rocky in Sweden. Uh-huh. I looked at that. I mean, he took his time. He kept begging the people to leave him, him alone. alone. Yeah. And finally, you keep poking the bear. Somebody going to whip your ass where we come from. But we know that happens. somebody yeah. shouldn't be him, though. But why? Because you're filming me, though. Because you got security. No. You don't touch nobody. Okay, but... That, I mean, but I'm not I'm not on other guys' side. If my security beats you, you up, my, I'm still held accountable. Yeah. Word? Yeah. Word? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Oh. You, I can't well, have shit, my security. If that's the case, I'd have my security beat you up left and right. Are you kidding me? I got a list of people I want to get punched in the face. So, no, that brings brings me back to like whenever people say this is the life that you chose as a celebrity mm-hmm. you know having a talent and then you know getting in front of the public eye you have to take what is given to you even that level of harassment that Rocky felt you no, know what I'm saying no, I don't. yeah it's like they I, chased his ass down they did they did and so i i really thought that that was really unfair what happened to him you know like Absolutely. he yeah he was like trying his best i to, thought he'd be fined at, at anything i thought they were just going to find him for fighting in public cuz you know they don't do that over there but mm-hmm. when i see he got locked up i'm like oh okay but that to... only happened because of who he was if he was mm-hmm, regular mm-hmm, guy mm-hmm. that so if you walk if a regular person john Dell, john or, or smith or not black john mm-hmm. smith mm-hmm. john smith doesn't sound like someone that's mm-hmm. black john smith is walking down the street and I take my black ass with my phone and I'm doing this to him, walking down the block. Yo, yo, what's up, John? What's good? Get on my snap real quick. What's going on? Yo, come here, because they touch you. Come yeah, here. Yeah, they, they touch you. What? If you, if you, you know how many times I'd be like, please don't touch me. Please. I'm still, I'm still reforming. Don't touch me. Please, God, don't touch me. But they grab you. Like, I've Is it because they just aren't even thinking? No, it's because they feel they own a piece they, of Yeah, they feel like, like you're public you property. Public, public property. Yeah. I've had someone, literally, I'm taking a picture with them. I, I, Gave them, you want to take a picture? Sure, we're going to take a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a place where I'm supposed to be taking pictures, but I'm going to take a picture with you. While I'm taking a picture, I happen to see somebody that I know walking by. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and I, I call out to them, like, yo, don't go anywhere. I'm going to take this picture real quick. I want to talk to you about something. I kid you not. The girl was like, excuse me, miss, miss, miss. I was like, come on, come on. We're taking this picture. I <laughs> uh, tried it. Remy, you lying. <laughs> tried it. <laughs> Y'all, I, I got hot. Like, because I took anger management. So I've seen all my anger cues. I started sweating. My nostrils was flaring. My hands was clenching. My eyes got low. I'm like, this is over. This is over. Like, she was like, no, I'm trying to take a picture. I'm like, you're talking to someone. Bitch. But- no, we, just, real, real life like, question. Do you have women 
feel on you and try and grab you. Like, oh, I've had that too. Like I've, celebrities. Well, uh, we, some we women phrase. feel like not, it's okay not, not to necessarily do that. Celebrity because they throw that word around too. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrities. Yeah. That's what I was but, just saying before oh you got God, in here. That word is like oh, public like, public like, figures people, that people would probably popular know. people people yeah. that are a little bit more famous. Recognizable. Yeah. Recognizable. Yeah. Like I've had them like you walk by and they smack your ass like hey girl look at you. That's not okay. First of all, I don't even like girls as friends. <laughs> Seriously. I like most of my friends are guys, and I don't really get to see them as much as I used to since I've got married. Not that my husband's insecure, he doesn't mind. I just know it just looks weird if they keep seeing me all the time hanging out with these guys. But I don't even like girls as friends. So I just feel like Especially in the in the in the era that we and I know a lot of these girls they they like guys they like girls they like who knows they might be even into beastie out you never know what these <laughs> you people never are into do. now yeah, yeah. for real so I don't I don't like that don't smack my ass don't Grab brush on my titties, titties. Yeah. don't try to don't I don't even like real kisses yeah. like you know I've had people <laughs> fans no people like people oh. that you encounter yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever like you you're supposed to fake kiss you put your cheek <laughs> yeah. next to my cheek yeah. and you make the kiss sound you and then you gotta do the other side too I don't like that. <laughs> that's it if you want to drag it go fine I've had people ask, like did you just put your lips on my face wait was it Sanaa you got herpes like I'm dead now now I gotta wait, was it Sanaa Lathan no it wasn't Sanaa uh, okay. she no, was she just Beyonce she ain't, ain't heard from her since she just lips wow I, I don't she understand like what will possess you to put your lips on somebody wait so I have a question so I apologize if any of these questions are dated because I'm a no, fan and I have I never I interviewed mind. you when you went to prison, mm-hmm. were you, were you af- ever afraid? Yes. You were? Yes, I was. And it wasn't that I was afraid of going to prison. I was afraid of losing my career. That's mm-hmm. one. I knew mm-hmm. I had. Were you I was really facing, afraid of that? Yeah, I was facing eight years. I was 26 years old. I'm like, I'm going to come home and it's over. This is the entertainment industries, And they gave me eight years. I'm not going to be able to do anything for eight years. I was afraid of that. I was afraid of what was going to happen with my son. He was seven years old. Mm. And when I came home, it was a week before he turned 14. So I was afraid of that. I was afraid of what was going to happen with my husband. Mm-hmm. We had literally just got married. And I'm going away for eight years. Mm-hmm. Is this even going to make it? Um, and then there's the aspect of what we think prison is, mm-hmm. how we see it on TV. Like, first of all, I'm not giving nobody my cornbread. <laughs> I'm not being nobody's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not with none of that. Like, so I'm already got it in my mind. Like, I promise you. But then there's the fear that if you do do something while you're in prison, you get an extra seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, the minimum is seven years mm-hmm. for a new charge in jail. So I'm like... I always said in my head, like, if I ever go to jail, I'm probably never going to come home because mm-hmm. I'm just not going to let somebody just violate me. So I, was, I had a lot of fears. Were people trying you because you were really um, wild? Not two. It's a two-part thing. When I first got there, people were really, really nice to me mm-hmm. because I was Remy Ma, mm-hmm. and they probably thought I was a really nice person. And then <laughs> they realized, like, she's a real bitch. <laughs> and I thought, like, I, you know what it was? And, and I... It's kind of my my fault because it's kind of like what what Melissa said. People feel entitled. People feel like they own you, like you're a public figure. But mm-hmm. I'm in prison. Yeah. What All do you mean? Can I get window. on the phone with your, your daughter? I don't care about your daughter. I'm in jail. <laughs> no, I'm not getting on the phone with your daughter. So like people was like angry. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh she she's stuck up. She thinks she's all mm-hmm. that. No, I think I'm an inmate. I think I have on 
state Prison greens. Blues, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm missing my family. I'm going through something right now. Like, I don't want to get on. This is not that we're not backstage at the Barclays Center or at the Staples or wherever place that you would catch me to where I would be able to do this type of interaction that you want to do right now. And I was I was angry. I was angry as hell. Did, did you have faith in, faith in God going in? No, I didn't. I want to know the truth. I was pissed at God. I was pissed. Mm. I was pissed. Like, I didn't even go to church for the whole first couple of years that I went there. Like, I had met friends that are still my friends to this day. And every Sunday, he's like, yo, let's go to church. I'm like, fuck out of here. No, I'm not going to church. I'm not going. Because I didn't understand. Like, regardless of what, I've never even talked about my situation. I was just always like, well, I did the time. It doesn't even matter. Because in this this country, if you went to jail and they convicted you, you was guilty. I, I don't want to explain what really happened. Nobody mm-hmm. never asked me what really happened. No one's ever really, asked you what really no, happened? No, no, they just always assume, well, they said this is what happened and this is what must but have that, happened. But the reason why I asked is because I just wrote my first book and it's called God Must Have Forgot About Me. And I've learned through the whole journey of my life so far that, like, I was just confused about what life was and I felt like nobody saw me. And it wasn't until recently meeting Rihanna that in all the things we could have talked about, she saw me for who I was and actually mm-hmm. talked to me about real shit that I, it left me just my, Let me tell you something. My mother, my own mother, at one time we had gotten to an argument since I've been home and I was like, Ma, Ma, you never even asked me, like, yo, what happened that night? Like, you know me. People that don't know me and they all they knew was walk around the metal detectives, I could see y'all thinking that I shot that's, somebody. That's really when, what happened. Wendy, that's that's Wendy what happened. said that here on our show. Like, yeah, As I, could, a fan, I, could see some, I could see somebody thinking I was thinking like, damn, Remy, but Remy with the shit. People who, who know me, who actually know me, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why I went on Love & Hip Hop when I first came home because people were scared to work with me mm-hmm. as much as people are quote unquote antis- anticipating me to return people was like oh well, she shot somebody she was just in jail like we don't really want to work with her so I had to go on this show because that was one of the only people that was trying to pay me decent money that I could actually get on my feet with mm-hmm. and show people a different side of me so I could do other things like stay the culture like get a new record deal like everything that I've been doing open a store or clothing brand like I've done so much since then but I used to go home when I first came home and I used to cry to my husband all the time. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I know. I know me. I know when people are nervous. I know when people are scary, people are leery. So I used to be like, yo, I cannot even get people to, you know, take me seriously. He's like, yo, babe, anybody who sits in the room with you and talk to you and they don't see your potential, like, they're crazy. And I used to be like, yeah, I get you, but I couldn't even get people to sit down in the room and talk to me. Do you, do you think it's because people scary. just saw you as a headline? People just of... saw me as this ghetto chick from the Bronx that shot her friend allegedly. Well, it wasn't even alleged because I was convicted, so there's no more alleged. That that's what happened because that's yeah. what she went to jail for. These they're not even saying like, wait a minute, that's not her friend. She doesn't even know this person. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. And Why then back then, like, the media nobody really knew any details. Like that was I never I a never said time. anything, and it's to the point where like now I was like, you know what? One day I am gonna sit down. So and what? I was about story. to say I'm curious. Well, I'm not well. gonna I'm not gonna tell you guys, oh, but shit. <laughs> I, <'cause> <laughs> now <laughs> I'm figuring out a way that I can say, make a check. Save off it of for real with Remy. Yeah, I'm or, or something that where where it makes sense. Like at this point, I feel like I'm past that part in my life, but it just bothered me that. Even my my mother, my friends, my mm-hmm. family—they never once but was why, like they but just why, believed but why do everything. You think they didn't ask because everyone believes what the media says. Mm-hmm. If it's on the news, if it's in the newspaper, that is must what happened. Well, now if it's on Instagram like, too, or if now if it's on Instagram, forget it. it yeah, it's, that's, well, that's, that's it. That's stone. fact. Yeah. I can speak as a fan that's seen it from the outside. You know, one, at that time, and I was doing radio at that time. The media wasn't like what it is now, where you just figure like, oh, they could be lying. Back mm-hmm. then, you just thought <coughs> everything that was on the media right. was true. Two, you know, you come from that terror squad kind of family. Mm-hmm. So when you hear a story like that, 
even though if you really think about it, it doesn't make sense, it seemed like in the lines of being a gangster. Like if you were heard, and I know Fat Joe probably wouldn't do nothing like that, but if you were heard Fat Joe, same story with him, no one would question like, yo, somebody probably stepped the Joe wrong. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you being in that camp and you being the first lady of that camp too, and your image kind of all played into it where nobody really wanted to hear the truth. Like they looked at it like, yeah, that was raw. But, yeah, but, but at the same time, I beat chicks up my whole life. Mm-hmm. My whole, my entire life, I, I've been a fighter my whole life. Like when we're talking about somebody, I'm five nine and a half. You with the hand? 167 pounds. Well, you small now, but you was you was a thick girl. No, I wasn't. Go back. You weren't. Google. I was not, no. That's Dang. another misconception. I've never been big my whole life. I can name two times in my life when I was big. When I had my son. When I was a teenager, when I had just did Annie Annie up, mm. I literally when I shot the Annie video, I had just had my son two weeks before that. Mm. So that then, and another time when I came home from prison, I was 165 pounds. About a year after that, in 2015, when I got pregnant and I lost my child, mm. I was pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Is when I gained weight. After that, I've been one anywhere between 160 and 167 my whole life. Mm. But. I don't give a fuck. I'm not explaining that to these people out here. Like, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I've always, look at my pictures. Go Google it because information is free. Yeah. But people don't get Nobody it. Nobody has time to research. You think if, if you put out a headline like right now, Remy Ma talks about what really happened um, when she got locked up. No one's going to read this. Story. She says um, she was actually shot at. Even though that's not what happened, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. no one's gonna go and read the story and watch it. Nobody Every cares blog about is gonna pick up. Remy says she was really shot, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so it's sound bites. People yeah, don't yeah. read. No the story one doesn't anyway. read. No Nobody. Does, yeah, but I do. When we when we're doing state of the culture, I make sure whatever the story is. I, okay, well, Dave Chappelle said this on his show, and everyone's um clowning him for it. I gotta wait, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna go on late. I need to watch the whole show. Well, yeah. I thought the ABC I, people was hilarious. Like, but the alphabet people. Yeah, I, I need, but I need to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. To you have an just, opinion. You can't to just have tell me one piece of a joke. I need to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to start shooting in 15 minutes. I gotta watch the whole mm-hmm. thing. Well, or we're not talking about that topic. Yeah. That's that's just it. One thing I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, your advocacy to end the uh, private prison system and mm-hmm. prison reform. You know, I read the story where you talked about the women who were basically abandoned by their families oh, mm-hmm. in in prison like can you like let us know some of the things that you saw like it, people really like to you um, want to feel things was, so like was, what's what's some of the most heartbreaking things that's that you one saw? of the things that i am happy about mm-hmm. in this generation that we're not the the concern for people in prison because yeah. when i first went to prison it wasn't like that mm-hmm. but wait no, hold on let me and let me stop you just right now mm-hmm. and continue but i want to say because you you're like oh i keep talking about the black love story you know mm-hmm. like my husband and stuff that's why people always want to bring it up because he 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 waited for you, you know, like he he loves your dirty draws, you know, and it <laughs> is so up. incredible to see a black man just in love with his queen. It is it's it so is. It, it gives a lot of women hope. So that's the reason why a lot of people. Do wait, wait, want and to I wanted like to add to that and say yeah. what I and I, you know, I tell you this every time I see you and I mm-hmm. talk about you all not to go t- too much into it. But like, you know, when you look at the Huxtables, there's one image of what a black family yeah. looks like yeah, and yeah. then but in the streets where we all have come from you don't see too many hugs you don't see that <laughs> yeah that's, you know? that's not really the case mm-hmm. well well what it is is that my husband i don't, I don't know how he's, he's just a real man like he's a real dude and it's crazy because it took 
years of us being married before I can say I 100% believed that this is what it is and he's not going nowhere. Like, it took convincing because I'd been, I grew up the same way most women and most women of color, men ain't shit, he gonna leave you, he gonna dog you, he gonna, like, so it. I just, I just like, bro, I like you already. You don't have to lie. Like, why are you saying all that? Like, it's, it's extra for no reason. Like, right. I already gave it to you. You're mm-hmm. going to get some more later. Stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it depends. And, and we talked we talked about this when I, I was talking to um, Eric Bellinger and, and his wife, Lamaya, um, Lamaya mm-hmm. that men who grow up <coughs> in homes where they had married parents, mm-hmm. It's a little bit different because mm. yeah. her husband, he grew up in a house with a mother and a father that mm-hmm. were married. My mm-hmm. husband grew up in a home where his mother and his father were married. And a lot of my friends and people that I've known, met throughout the years, that the men are like, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have a wife and I'm going to make sure she's good. I'm gonna, they come from homes like that. Yeah. And I, I say when I went to prison, a lot of women didn't have husbands. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were single moms. Mm. Uh, most of them had children. Their children were being taken care of by either their mothers who were elderly and or in the system. And the friends, your friends are out living their lives, doing whatever they're doing, having their relationships or partying or whatever. And when you think about it after a period of time, your friends be gone. Your mom is older, so she really can't come. And she's watching your kids, so she can't really come up there and sit with you on visits all day. And your man or your boyfriend is on to the next. Mm-hmm. So these women would, would literally just be in prison abandoned. Mm-hmm. Not I, I knew women who lived 45 minutes tops away from the prison and hadn't seen their children in eight years. Wow. Because the mom didn't have a car, didn't have the means yeah. to bring the kids to see them. And it was just too much. Like, look, you want me to struggle to come up there and see you and spend the money on that or spend the money to get your kids some yeah. new shoes? Mm-hmm. And the, my husband used to come up there. Literally, it's a maximum prison. Every day, everybody had a visit. It would be like this. Oh, a prison with a 1,000 women, it'd probably be about this many people on the visiting floor every wow. day. And That's the part. Did it make, Six, you, did it make you value your husband more? Um, It made me... I'm not going to say, I, I don't even think I thought of it as valuing my husband more. And, and that's just me being honest. It made me appreciate my blessings and realize yeah. how blessed I was because I could have easily been one of those girls. It, it, it also made me angry at other people that I thought should have been there for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that was my so-called best friends and that I grew up with and that I hadn't seen. And people that were my family members that they felt like, you know, he was there out. Well, Pap is up there every day. Mm-hmm. He, she good. Y'all don't know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all just met him. She, I barely know him. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still getting to know each other. He could wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, this girl over here, she she sucks it better. Like, leave her up there in that jail. Mm-hmm. I see her in five, six years mm-hmm. from now when she come home. So it was just more like, you know what? <clears throat> I don't, and when I came home, I didn't deal with a lot of people. I wasn't angry. Thank God that I, I was there. If I would have came home in a year or two, I probably would have been angry on a rampage. Like, when I catch you, I'm beating you up. But by that when time, were you able to compartmentalize everybody? I came home. I didn't want to come home angry. Yeah. I didn't want to be mad at nobody. So I just forgave everybody. But I'm not dealing with you. Mm. You're not going to be at my wedding. You're not coming to my housewoman. I don't want to see you at my baby shower because I didn't see you when I had my straight backs and I was wearing state greens yeah. and I was cold on the damn visiting floor. So I don't want to see you now when 
I'm celebrating when mm. I'm happy. What were some of the things that you actually did to, you know, as a form of therapy to, you know, to grow from, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for eight years. Cry. I made, just crying. Let it I out. cried a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm not a crier. I don't even know how to act when other people cry around me. <laughs> me too. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm weird don't like Don't cry around me. I get real me. bad. I'd be like, oh my God. Like, do I hug you? <laughs> yeah. Joe does that a lot. Joe Buddy, I'm like, he just buzz. I'm like, listen. He cries? These <laughs> he are the topics. Cries. Joe does not cry. Yes, he cries. <laughs> On the show? These are the topics. Do you think any emotional. of these are going to make you cry? Let me know now so I can prepare. Me. Like, I'm not good with that. But I cried a lot. And... I was angry a lot. Like, I, I cry more so when I'm angry. I don't cry when I'm sad. Like, if I'm sad, I'm just like, you know. Then angry it. cry, you know, you're about when to When I'm angry, up. just, I'll, I'll be wanting, <laughs> and I can't do anything. I felt powerless, but that's the how I got through it. I was angry. I was crying, and I just woke up every day. People were like, yo, you did that. I ain't going to lie. You knocked that out. No, I did it. I just, first of all, I'm not no weak, no weak chick, so I wasn't killing myself or yeah. I wasn't gonna be one of those people that was on a bunch of medications and walking around like a zombie because I wanted to come out and still be myself mm-hmm. but I literally I just woke up every day and the one thing time doesn't stop I would go to bed and next thing you know it was 2009 then it was 2010 then it was 2011 12 13 before I know it was 2014 wow. I went in I March imagine. 2008 and when I came home it was August 2014 Damn. On, wow. on, on a parenting tip you know, how I came up, I seen my uncle or my cousin, they go away and they had kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see what that looks like when they come back home and how they try to reintegrate into the family structure. What was it like for you when you came home, you know, having a son that was that old? And I know you have other children as well. Like, What is that feeling and how do you get back into that family, I guess, routine? Was it hard? What was that experience um, like? Well, I, I only have one, besides my daughter, I only have one biological. I okay, yeah, the other's paps. Okay, I'm sorry. When, yeah, my other children are my stepchildren. Um, but with my son, I was all he knew. He lived with me. I was a single mom. He lived with me his whole life. He was with me, and when I went away, he kind of got bounced around a lot because I, I, I felt bad. So whatever he told me he wanted to do, I let him do it. I want to go live with my dad now. All right, he go live with his dad for about a school year that mm. didn't work. I don't want to be here no more. I want to go back to grandma's house. All right. He go live with my grandmother. I don't want to be here. I want to go. I want to stay with Pat. So trying to parent, but be sensitive to his, because he was going through something. Mm-hmm. His mom was in prison. Mm-hmm. The only person that he knew was gone. And it, it fucked everything up. You know, prison, it doesn't just affect the person that they send to jail. Yeah. It affects anybody that they take care of. It affects anybody that they love and that love them. And um, when I left, he was a seven-year-old boy. He was a kid. And when I came home, he was a teenager. Two different people. Mm-hmm. Two different people. And I wasn't the same mom, and he wasn't the same son. And we clashed constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. Because he, he had resentment. He, whenever he get mad... You left me. Mm. This is why this is like that. This is your fault. I hate you. I don't want to live here. I want to go live with grandma. Like, that's hurtful that's when really hurtful. you are in a six by six cell for seven years and all you want to do is get home to your kid and mm-hmm. you come home to your kid is like, but he don't understand I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I know you're saying it because you're angry and mm-hmm. I know you're saying it because you're mad, but a little bit is the truth. Mm-hmm. A little bit is true because 
all he knows is mommy that bought him toys and took him shopping. And it's, but I can't be that mommy no more mm-hmm. because you're 14 now. So you can't just come in when you want to. You can't just talk how you want to talk. You mm-hmm. can't just do whatever you want. So it was a little bit more disciplined. He didn't understand that. Also, on top of all of that, it's not just me and you anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's this man in our house that you're giving all this attention to because this is my husband. I've never lived with my husband ever in life. This is our first time living together yeah. at home. He's been there. like So it's like... So what's your, and, what's your relationship now? And now my stepkids now? is there. Like now, um, because let me strange. let me say something. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome you do yours and marchers to the beat of any drum. At Starbucks, we know that wellness has a lot more to do with finding your unique journey than following the latest trends. That's why we have something for every taste, every craving, every mood, and every you. Like our new coconut milk latte and almond milk honey flat white. Because no two journeys are the same. And what makes it right is that it's yours.